Jones resets to the shotgun, gets the snap. Hands it to Elliott, who goes sweeping to the left side. Gets to the 20, loose to the 30, to the 40, down the left side, to the 50, goes Elliott. He's going to take it to the house. 30, 20, 10, touchdown, Ezekiel Elliott. 85 yards. You are listening to the Buckeye Sports Blitz. Welcome to the show. Hopefully everybody had a good weekend. My name is Nick. I'm your host. This is the Buckeye Sports Blitz, an, uh, an Ohio State podcast, a college football podcast, pretty much just a sports podcast. Okay, so for today's show, I wanted to kind of preview the offense. No, there's, I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on it, but it just, I'm not going to talk politics. Um, you know, there's a lot of speculation if the college football season is going to happen or not. There's an article on bucknuts.com by Steve Hellwagon. Uh, Bill Seitz, who is an Ohio lawmaker, came out this past week and said that there's going to be an insurrection if there is no football, pro or college, this fall. And so if you want to go look that up on bucknuts.com, go read about that. I'm not going to talk about it, but you can form your own opinions. Like I said, I'm not going to touch on politics or anything like that. But yeah, hopefully everybody had a nice weekend. It was nice to get out with the the sun, get out, play some baseball with my kids, get the windows open, get some fresh air flowing to the house. So hopefully all you out there were able to get outside and enjoy the nice weather. And so having said that, I'm not going to touch, I'm not going to give you my opinion on kind of what's going on in the world and how is should there be football or should there not be. I'm just going to talk as if there is going to be. So today's show, I'm going to preview the offense, go over who impact players are, who could be some future breakout stars. We're going to break it down by position. All right, let's just get right into it. Okay, I want to start with the offensive linemen. Got three of your five starters coming back. That's always a good thing on the line. You have Thayer Munford, tackle, guard, Wyatt Davis, and center, Josh Myers. Josh Myers... I think will be the best center in the country this year, and I think he has a really good chance of continuing the this, I guess, recent history Ohio State has with having the Remington Award winner, which goes to the top center in the country. So look for him to have a real big year, one of the best centers in the country, and then and one of the best guards in the country, Wyatt Davis. I'm surprised he came back, so that was huge that he came back, and Thayer Mumford. So I have... Six impact players on the offense, and those three guys are are on it. So there's three of your six impact players, uh, as far as my opinion, on the offense. And then you look at the Brandon Bowen, uh, the right tackle spot. He's off to the NFL. And the other guard spot, Jonah Jackson, is off to the NFL. And so the tackle position, it's going to be a two-way battle, I think, between Nicholas Petit-Ferrer, or NPF, and Dewan Jones, both those guys are just two completely different types of offensive linemen, two different body types. NPF is more you're you're real long and lean, athletic offensive lineman, but he struggles keeping weight on. And then with Dewan Jones, it's just the opposite. Uh, he, he's he's a big body. He's 6'8", like 360 pounds. He came in somewhere around the 370 mark. I know they're trying to get his weight down somewhere 
I think they want to get him sub 350. So he's a really athletic guy, really quick feet for a guy that big, and he was a really, really good high school basketball player. And somebody with that, usually an athlete with that size, uh, don't have quick feet, and he has really quick feet. So really, and regardless of who wins that second tackle spot between NPF and Dewan Jones, you really can't go wrong. Both are going to be really good players, and then probably the sixth offensive lineman, whoever's not going to get that that spot. And then the other guard position, Harry Miller, former five-star. He uh, He's probably also the number two center. He's naturally a center. He was the number one center coming out of high school. I have to think that they're going to slide him to the guard position. He's going to be the heir apparent to Josh Myers. Uh, so next year he'll be the center, but this year he's going to be at the guard position. And really that's a, a solid starting five, whoever wins that tackle spot. Uh, Matthew Jones might get in the mix for some playing time, uh, but that that's my projected five starters. Thayer Munford at tackle, either NPF or Dewan Jones at the other tackle position. Guard, Wyatt Davis, other guard spot, Harry Miller, and center, Josh Myers, so... I think by the end of the year, it's going to be one of the best offensive linemen in the country or offensive lines in the country. So now looking at the tight end position, uh, I get sucked into it every single year. I, I feel like every year for the past 10, 15 years, I say, this is going to be the year they're going to use the the tight ends. Well, I I feel like I'm saying it again. Uh, Jeremy Rutgert is a real athletic, just a glorified receiver, really. Highly recruited. I think he was the top tight end in the country when he was coming out from the New York area. He's a junior, and he had that really nice one-handed catch touchdown in the Big Ten Championship game against Wisconsin. You can kind of see he was uh, really starting to come into his own uh, at the end of the year. Luke Farrell, really one of the the more underrated teams uh, guys on the team. He's a senior. He's a really solid blocker. So that, I think, is going to be one of the better tight end combos in the country right up there with Clemson. They have a really good combo. And then Jake Hausman, he's a senior. I'm surprised he's still here. I think he's probably going to transfer out. If he doesn't, that just adds more depth. Cade Stover, former Mr. Football from Lexington High School in Mansfield, Ohio. He came in as a linebacker, and he moved to the def- defensive end position, and now he's at tight end. So I don't know what's up with that. Either he wasn't good enough to play on the defensive line, or they think he's just a freak athlete and need to get him at tight end, or they know something. Is somebody leaving? Like I mentioned, Jake Hausman, somebody leaving. So they're going to need – maybe that was just a, a depth move. But the top two tight ends are Jeremy Rutgert and Luke Farrell. So moving on to the wide receivers – I mentioned earlier, I have six impact players on this roster, three of them being the three returning offensive linemen. And then the other two are wide receivers, Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson, a true sophomore. You saw what he could do as a true freshman last year. I'm really excited to see Garrett Wilson. I think he's, by the end of the year, going to be one of the best wide receivers in the country. And then I mentioned earlier, Chris Olave has that deep ball threat. He had just under 900 yards and 12 touchdowns last season. Uh, Jamison Williams, he's a really athletic, freak, physical wide receiver. 
I think he potentially could be a breakout star this year. He's a sophomore. You look, C.J. Saunders, if he's going to be available, I can't remember if if I if he got his extra year of eligibility. So if he's going to be on the team, that's just more depth. Ryan Day seems to really like him. He's a high-character guy, so if he returns, that'll be nice having him in the locker room. Jalen Harris out of Cleveland, he, he's probably going to be in the rotation. Cameron Babb, coaching staff, really seems to like him. And then you have four incoming true freshmen. Julian Fleming, the number one overall recruit, not just a wide receiver, the number one overall player coming out of high school. He's a pretty physical blocker for a freshman. So I think he can get on the field early. He's not just a diva wide receiver. He does all the little things. He's a really, really good blocker. And he comes from a high school program that was was kind of uh, like a power run team, you know, bubble screens and stuff, a lot of blocking schemes and stuff. So I think because of his edge blocking, he's going to get on the field early. G. Scott, Mookie Cooper, Jackson Smith, and Jigba, the other three true freshmen, be interesting to see if they can get on the field or really if, you know, that's just four really elite high school receivers coming in. So in a couple of years, we'll see if who's here out of those four. Do two of them leave? The, I can't imagine all four of them are going to be here. And now looking at the running back position, this is kind of interesting. I don't think there's a, a true legit elite number one running back on this roster. Master Teague's coming off of injury. I think he's a solid Big Ten running back. He, he does well. He's going to do well against the Rutgers and Iowa and Nebraska and Maryland and Illinois. But we saw he had a drop-off when J.K. came out of the game against Clemson. He It just wasn't the same. So I question if he can get it done against the elite teams. And, like, again, he's coming off of injury. Marcus Crowley, I think he's also coming off of injury. Steel Chambers, I believe he's a converted – Defensive player or linebacker, I believe, to running back. He's a real bruiser physical I think guy, so I think he's one of the – maybe the only one healthy. Demario McCall, he's dealt with injuries his whole career. He showed flashes early in his true freshman season. I was very high on him coming out of high school, North Ridgeville, Ohio. I don't know if it's mental. I know he had a, uh, a sports hernia a while back, and i just not sure – you could tell after he his first injury, he just kind of didn't look the same since his freshman year. So he's a senior now, so that'll be interesting to see. And then Trey Sermon, the graduate transfer out of Oklahoma. 2,000-yard uh, rusher at Oklahoma, averaged six yards a carry for his career. And he's a real solid running back, but he too is also coming off of injury. But I think this running back – Room. It's going to be running back by committee. With Master Teague and Trey Sermon, I believe, are going to be your feature backs. I think it's going to look a little bit like how it was J.K. and Mike Weber with Dwayne Haskins' only year starting. And I think the whole offense is going to look more like that because of the lack of, you know, we don't have a Carlos Hyde or a Zeke or a J.K. on this team. So it's going to be more running back by committee. And then I think because of that, it's going to open up Justin Fields running the ball a little bit more and kind of segueing into that at the quarterback position, obviously Justin Fields. And then you have CJ Stroud and Jack Miller, two incoming true freshmen. It's going to be a three-way quarterback battle for that number two spot between those two guys and Gunnar Hoke, a Dublin native who last year, last year transferred from Kentucky. His uncle is Fred Puggage, former defensive coordinator, 
and the originator of the Silver Bullets defense there in the 90s. So that's going to be an interesting three-way battle between those three guys. And and now we have a little bit of stability in the quarterback room and some depth. So now if something happens to Fields, we actually have a couple scholarship quarterbacks ready to go in, not just graduate transfers like last season. And now I want to spend some time talking about Justin Fields. Look at his numbers last year. He threw for 3,273 yards, 41 touchdowns to three interceptions. Rushing the ball, he had 484 rushing yards to 10 touchdowns, nine fumbles. Five of those fumbles were lost. So in total, he had eight turnovers. So total yards, 3,757, 51 total touchdowns, eight total turnovers, and 67% passing. So, still, 51 touchdowns to eight turnovers. That's still a really good ratio. But the nine fumbles on the year in just 14 games, that's that's kind of concerning. That's a high number. That's got to get fixed. Uh, and, I, and I think a lot of that was, I, I specifically remember seeing a couple of his fumbles where J.K. flat out just missed a blocker and just an open shot or his hand got hit or something. So... Yeah, that'll be interesting if, I think, blocking. I think the offensive line this year is going to be better. And they weren't very consistent last year. They played well, but there were times where uh, they were like Swiss cheese. Guys were just getting through, and and Fields was taking unnecessary hits. So maybe that's something that hopefully – I mean, he's going to put the ball on the field, but hopefully we can keep it around, you know, under five times, something like that. Maybe that number will will go down because of better offensive line play and maybe a better blocker at the running back position. So I think he's going to have – I think he's going to put up better numbers. I think he's going to be closer to the 4,000-yard passing mark. I think he's going to be right hovering right around 50 – 50 passing touchdowns, interceptions I think will go up because they're going to pass the ball more. Like I mentioned earlier, the offense is going to change. It's going to look more like like Dwayne Haskins' single year when he started. Because of that, they're just going to throw the ball more. And so those interceptions I think are going to go up a little bit. And rushing the ball I think it's going to have, I think it's going to be, you know, maybe six, 700 yards. I think he's going to go over 10 touchdowns again because I think he's just he's going to have to run more because of no feature back. And I think he's going to run more also because and we saw he was pretty durable and he was taking some hits and he and he was getting banged up, obviously, at the end of the year with the knee injury. But he had a, a, a thumb or a finger or a hand, something at the end of the year was bothering him. And so I, I think now that there's more depth and you actually have scholarship quarterbacks in the quarterback room instead of graduate transfers. So I think that's going to be taken into consideration when running the ball uh, because, again, we have, you know, a four-star and a five-star potentially, like I mentioned, being the number two quarterback. So I I think the offense is really just – it's and he's going to grow. He's just naturally, I think he's going to take that next step. I think he's going to win the Heisman. I think he's going to put up stupid numbers somewhere around, you know, over 60 total touchdowns. 
it'll probably around the I've got to think forty five you know forty five hundred yards total yards. I think he's gonna come out win the Heisman and probably be the number one overall pick next year in the NFL draft. So there you have it. That is the 2020 offensive depth chart, way too early preview. And my six impact players headed into the year are going to be Justin Fields, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, Thayer, Munford, Wyatt Davis, and Josh Myers. And I think with potentially Jeremy Rutgert and Jamison Williams, and who knows, maybe one of those running backs. Uh, but really, I think Jamison Williams and Jeremy Rutgert, wide receiver and tight end, those two guys can be potential breakout stars this year. And next episode, we're going to go over the defense. We're going to do the defensive projected depth chart. So please email the show. My name is Nick. This is the Buckeye Sports Blitz. Thank you for listening. Like the show. Email the show, thebuckeyesportsblitz at gmail.com. Let me know what you think. Be safe, Buckeye Nation. Go Bucks. <laughs>